This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to 500 bucks. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP to get $15 off the first month of treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Our app is now live at the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, and an exclusive place to enter all our contests, including the $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download the app today. All right, DJs, welcome to the Memorial Recap. And can't remember the name of the next tournament preview. This is myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, I don't even fucking say. Let's. Let, let, how, how you feeling? <laughs> I mean, we got nothing to talk about, right? Nothing. Just Absolutely just a nothing. boring weekend of golf. Yes, yeah, terrible, terrible weekend. <sighs> that was that was a strange weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, strange is this is the weirdest golf tournament that I can remember, right? Mm-hmm. Between the Bryson bullshit, Rom, like getting told on camera, it's like uh, the fake win by Cantlay. Like this is this is all just this is all just too much for me when I've already had a bad fucking day. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, the tournament started off rough. I mean, we got almost none of Thursday. No, no. Yeah. My, my first round leaders had to carry over. The matchups carry over. Certain books mm-hmm. were late on two round matchups. Like just a just a shit weekend for betting because everything was late. You didn't know where to go. It and oh god, like just yeah. We'll, we'll get to kind of things that kind of triggered us with betting. So, I mean, I guess let's start with the fit, the guy who won the fifty four hole memorial and John Rahm. I mean, you know, wins uh, the fifty four hole tournament by six. Uh, yeah. Cruises. He gained five strokes to the green. Gained almost two putting. I mean, that was pretty flawless golf on Saturday. Um, and even Friday too. I mean, he woke up and got the ace right immediately. Oh, that was so pretty. That was so I pretty. Hey, somebody on Twitter pointed it out though. Uh, that Morikawa and uh, who the fuck was he playing with? This uh, can't like the serial killer. Was he playing with him on? Xander, Xander, Xander. It was Xander. It was yeah. Xander. And they both air high fived him. So they yeah. must have known he was in the protocol. So here's apparently what happened. So on Monday, Rom was notified that he was in contact tracing. He was in close proximity to someone who tested positive for COVID. He then got his first vaccination shot. Later that day, which if you know anything about this stuff, doesn't matter if you already had an infection with COVID. It's a four. It's like a seven day incubation period. It doesn't matter if the vaccine's not going to kill the virus because it's already in you. But listen, he went and got it. Maybe that was enough to scare him, like, you know, in order to get it. So whatever. Um, Then he failed the tests. Well, they tested him every single day. Right. He was negative up until Saturday. Yeah. Failed the test around four, took another sample, failed the test at six. Yep. And then you saw the video after he walked up on the 18th where, you know, basically they said, oh, hey, congratulations. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, when they told Dustin Johnson at Whistling Straits that, oh, uh, hey, you actually grabbed your club. Too. 
Yeah. yeah, like you're done. Like, why, and... why would they? Why, why the fuck would they do that on camera? Like, the PGA can't get out of their own way. First of all, like, if it was six o'clock, he still had three holes to play. Is this really about safety? Pull him off the course then, if you give a shit. And if it's not that, then let him play fucking alone on Sunday with a mask. Let him carry his own fucking bag. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Like, you, like, uh, dude, like. Uh. Yeah. And how do you let how do you let the players who played with him keep playing if you're going to go that like I, I just don't understand the whole situation like well like, I mean you're, you're questioning the same broadcast company that basically spent three hours about does Tiger know if Kobe Bryant died oh Christ yeah. and then followed him all the way to the clubhouse made sure they got a camera right yeah. at that point they're like like we want to see the moment Toic Tiger knows that his one of his like good sports like icon buddies are dead. Like, like yeah. just, just stupid media bullshit, and like, and and whatever. Like, uh, like here's the deal, right? Like, I'm not turning this into a vaccinate or don't vaccinate conversation, okay? But guess what? If you know that the PGA stopped testing you if you were vaccinated back in April, and you're playing for millions of dollars every week, I mean, you could probably inject anything into me for the chance to win 1.5 million dollars. So there's been a couple stories about like how the players are handling this because they, I mean, PGA Tour is the first sport back. Right, basically. I know, and they pretty much survived most of it. Like, I mean, I had some doubts about how it was going to go down, and like it was actually pretty did. dicey at the beginning. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it all kind of almost cratered at Harbortown last year because like the players are there and like just down there, everybody was going out, and you had I think four or five positive tests coming out of Harbortown, and then the. Um, the, you know, the commissioner came down, Jay Monahan, and said, like, all right, you guys are done. So then after that, they enforced the bubble, and it actually went pretty good. Yeah, and what ended great. up happening after that, though, it got an idea in the guys' heads, the players I'm talking about, yeah. that, you know, listen, we survived. We're in our bubble. Like, I don't know if I really need to take the vaccination shot. But what they were doing is they were making their caddies take the shot because, if the, you know, they're like, all right, if you're off the bag, you're probably going to get fired. So even if the caddies didn't really believe in getting the vaccination, right. they had to go get it. But I think what this is going to do now is anybody who was holding out saying, oh, like we survived, I, they're going to look at John Brown and be like, no. Nope. Right, yeah, it's not worth what, shot. it. It's a risk reward analysis. That's all yeah. it is. Like, I mean, like, I don't know, like, whatever. I, I had, a, I had a, I, am I wrong to be like, PJ, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let him, let him play singles. Why? Why wouldn't you let him play a single? As long as I you mean, stay away from everybody, you are outdoors, right? You're outdoors. Keep everybody the fuck away from him. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just thought, you definitely could have let them play. The problem is they got absolutely skewered at the players in 2020 because they were handling him in COVID. There's no way they would have let them play. That, that, that was been, on that, them for starting I know, the tournament. Before you have fucking, to think about they are a corporate entity always concerned about their image and everything. Their image sucks. No one likes them. We are the hardest core people who follow follow them, the golf betters, and we fucking hate their guts. What do you think the average fan thinks? It's fucking ridiculous. Listen, I, us. I, I, I'm not trying to defend the PGA Tour. I'm just trying to put I, my, my yeah. shoes in like, okay, they're like – Chief media officer, whatever it is, and like, and their publicists are like, hey, listen, we're gonna get pretty, we gotta do damage control right now. Like just the fact that like they got absolutely skewered everywhere last year for this, they had to be overly cautious at this one. So I mean, it listen, it sucks. Like listen, John Rahm won this tournament. There's yeah. no bones about it. Anyone who's bragging about their can't, Patrick Cantlay ticket, oh, listen, that's another thing. Listen, congratulations, you got your cash, but yeah, listen, like he didn't win. Oh. And neither, neither more Howard Cantley actually played very well today. I mean, listen, no, Cantley at least hit That's how you know. Yeah. Ron would have had to shoot, what, plus fucking five today to fucking lose? Yeah, and that would have been a playoff. 
Oh so. God! Like, like, like that. Thank, thank God you're not on Twitter today. Like, thank God. Like, like you said, listen. I was doing a home renovation project, but dealing with a goddamn sick kid all day. I'm trying to watch this shit on my phone, so I couldn't even be in Slack because I got on my phone while I'm dealing with saws that aren't working, tiles that are breaking everywhere, just losing my ever-loving mind. And then I, I finally sit down and get in and look at everything. I got everybody lapping their fucking can't lay tickets on Twitter. You're twenty to one. Chalky shit that happened to work out because the leader got COVID. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I mean, listen, they want to go celebrate. It's cash, whatever. I don't okay. really care. It, make, it makes so, me angry. It is what it is. It was a popular industry bet this week. Yeah, it was. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I like Cantley. I had I had a little bit of Cantley in DFS. I didn't have a ticket on him. I was sweating my Scotty Scheffler ticket, which I, I was really hoping that was. He was the only non-short number that had a shot. I know. Yeah. So, I mean. Overall, like, listen, we like Cantley, like Morikawa. We just yeah. have outrights on. It happens. Yeah. I, it, yeah. this is, I told you, I ate the chalk with Morikawa in my DFS lineups. Like, yeah, it was fine. I was the guy, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. So, like, I mean, like, like listen, like, I, I mean, you know, Cantley played very well in his own right. He didn't putt very well today, but he made putts when it mattered. Like the putt on seventeen, and then he made that clut putch in the in the playoffs. That's another thing that PJ fucked up. How about you go tell Morikawa you're about to fucking stop it and don't let him do the chip. Like, what are you doing? You make him do the chip, but don't make Cantley do the putt. Yeah, it might be on Morikawa for going a little quick, but holy shit! Like, like if you know you're gonna stop it, like there's PJ rule officials right there, guys with cameras. Like they could have been like, hey, 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 we're about to stop. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah, I mean, at least at least it didn't matter because he ended up making the putt. But yeah, yeah, no, but maybe it would maybe would have been. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it would have chipped in. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Yeah. It maybe would have put it would have put more. I don't know. It just it just irritates PJ just fucking irritates me. I know. So Everything I mean, here. I mean, it also like I mean, it ended up mattering because uh, Cantley ended up burying the birdie putt, but Scheffler ended up going for it when I he didn't really have to on eighteen. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to be a hero and have Bogan. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I have no regrets. Good pick. It just didn't work out. So. Uh, yeah, this, that was this, that was a great call. We we talked about the pivot point. Uh, oh, thank thank you. You're gonna give me credit because I'm actually about to give you credit for something in a little bit. So, 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 so uh, your text messages made me irritated. I give you credit when you make good calls. I like to drag you through the mud when you make bad calls, but I always give you credit when you make good calls. And just Scotty was a good one. Was, was and then even on. Oh, I know. Well, this, is, uh, this is just the Moonaman. The um, the, the fucking uh, even on Wednesday, uh, I think uh, Hoosiers asked like why the why the why the hate for Scotty, and I was like, well, everyone's overreacting to the withdrawal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, it's whatever. Like, it was a great call. It was a great pivot in that area. Like, he would have been balls in fucking DFS. Nobody fucking owned him. Yeah. Um, so I mean, listen, like you know, he's a talented player. You know, he's got some momentum having in the in the Tory. I mean, remember with Tory Pines? He was, I think. One off to the lead John Rob winning fucking the U.S. Open. Well, here's the thing, like, and I've gotten mixed messages about this. Like, he's out when on is he actually when is he actually clear? Tuesday. Out on Tuesday. Okay, so Tuesday, dude. He is fucking winning the U.S. Open. I mean, he's going to be a very popular pick. He's already. I don't give a shit so. how popular it is. I'll, I'll, I, if they hang that number at eight to one, I'm betting it. All right, so football bet for Capper. There he yes. goes. Yes. Uh, I mean, so what? I, I mean, listen, Patrick Cantlay played great. He walked into a win. Whatever. I mean, if you look at his stats, he, he played well all weekend. So he played good today. T to green, he played pretty well. Putting, he did not put well, but he put, he made the putts when it mattered. So so lucky, so right. lucky. Okay. Right. Two well, you also don't like Patrick Cantlay, so yeah, you're not that's very fair. Okay. That's fine. I I want to have a Morikawa real quick though, okay. because there there is something, and credit to Nagels is he has this theory that, like, Morikawa only plays well on Jack Nicholas golf course, but, like, for whatever reason, like, Pete Dye golf courses just doesn't click for him. So, But here's the thing. Here's the dumb thing. I haven't been able to wrap my head around. Okay. It's not like Morikawa, like, like, looks at, like, a Pete Dye golf course 
or like any other golf course, it just doesn't fit his eye for whatever reason. Like all his ball striking numbers pretty much everywhere are good. Like if you go to Pete Dye golf course, if you go to like, you know, Donald Ross golf courses, all this stuff, the ball striking never see green look great for whatever reason. He only puts well on Nicholas golf courses and golf course screens. And I don't really know why. I mean, there's nothing really all that different about them than like compared to like, I don't know, an Augusta national or like a Fazio course or like a Pete Dye course. But like, if you look at the last two times, he's actually done like really well putting and this year. It was work day. Yeah. Where Nick won. And then he lost a billion strokes putting in between then. And then all of a sudden he gained like one and a quarter strokes per round putting today. Even today, he actually, that's the guy who actually faked it around there. He was really bad tee to oh. green. He gained three strokes putting today. I, I had no confidence in him making that par putt on 17. I was like, oh, here it goes. I was like, yeah. he shouldn't have fucking chipped so early with that goddamn rain. Like, what was he thinking? Like, and I, and I 100% knew he was missing that. After, after Cantley drained that long, <laughs> that long par putt, I was like, that is the way Maury's making this. Are oh, you talking about the, play, the playoff? The playoff one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that finally like, no caught shot. up. That yeah. was the first putt I think he missed all day, pretty much. Yeah. He, he was making everything else, but he was really bad tee to green. So. I, if he, I mean, listen, I'm biased. I think the best player was Scotty Scheffler today. He lost over a stroke per round putt. He lost over a stroke putting. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, now I'm going to say something nice about you. I was mm. wrong about Patrick Reed. But here's the thing. Yeah. And this is something we need to bookmark next year. And this is something I, I, I picked up on the coverage. So I made a joke that you thought was kind of classless and tasteless about uh, that uh, some of the greens were moved JFK style, you know, yeah. back and to the left. Right. So see, I was Catholic. Give me a minute. But here's the it. thing: when you move a green back and to the left, what type of shot shape does that favor? Yeah, right. The favor a draw. Is. Yeah. What does Patrick Reed do better yeah. than a lot of our people? A draw. Yeah. Um, I think these renovations actually help him. And if you look at the stats this week and how he did it, like he did not gain a billion strokes putting. He did not gain a billion strokes. Like I mean, he did well scrambling, gained a stroke, but like. Gained a shot and a half with his pro shots. Gained half shot off the tee. Like I think this golf course now with the renovations actually fits his eye. Yeah. So I would not be surprised. I think next year we need to put a little bookmark a little into bookmark this. That. Yeah. I, I think that was a good call by you. I think the renovations are going to help him. And yeah. Right. right I cash a top ten. Who gives a fuck? He didn't win. Like I know. What, what were the odds in that? Like the top ten odds this week were pretty bad. Garbage was like on a one seventy five or something like that. Maybe a little higher. I don't even fuck her. I I had gone through and looked at my shit. I haven't even yeah. gone through. Yeah, I mean, it's today. Do you want to get to the betting card before we start like ripping on some golfers? So, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I cashed a Lowry top 10. That was nice. I kept a Rosner top 10 top or top 20 prop at like 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, other other than that, my week was yeah, my no week was week. abysmal. Uh, abysmal. My matchup started out really well on Thursday. And then just with the weird weather, it just turned pretty bad. Like, yeah, Um. I was on a high unleashment. I had him for a miscut prop. I had him on the end of another uh, matchup, and he played really great the first round and was dog shit the rest of the tournament, just like I thought he was. Um, Adam Scott was plus four through 19 holes. I was getting ready to catch that Grio ticket in the miscut prop. Shot like eight under the rest of the time. <laughs> and then Grio was awful on f Friday or Saturday, wherever he finished up. Yeah. Um, I had a Sam Burns over Aaron Wise prop on Saturday. That when I looked down at my phone, I saw Sam Burns was up five. No, he was up four on Aaron Wise at the turn, and somehow lost by five on the back. There was a that, that was a not that's a nine shot swing. Like, how, Dude, like you, you've had a couple of those this year. 
The, that's like the football equivalent of like if you're up the Atlanta Falcons versus the Patriots. Basically, yeah. Or like, but it's only like a three point spread or something, and you're up like thirty or something. Like, do you that know how hard it is to have a ten shot swing over nine holes to one golfer? Oh yeah. I mean, taking a quad on ten didn't help. Put in the water on fifteen or sixteen didn't help either. Like, yeah, I've I've been very unlucky with matchups lately, and it's kind of triggering. Like, I, I the, the, the like matchups were something I was killing these at the yeah, beginning here. That's our bread and, and butter, man. And I have I haven't changed like my process at all. It's like even the one on Friday, I was like, okay, Matt Wallace did really good tee to green. Yeah. Alex Noren gained a billion strokes putting. I'm just gonna take Wallace over Noren, and then Noren beat him by like seven. I'm like, yes. what, the, what the fuck is going on here? So I mean, I feel like I feel like on especially on like Thursday, Friday when we're not getting coverage on anybody and you're just blindly betting the stats and you're not seeing who it is, like. You gotta take the pedigree into it too, right? Matt Wallace's Matt Wallace is playing a lot better than that. I, I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So like I get it. Like it sucks. Like, I don't know. What a dude, I had a fucking shitty week too. No outrights. I ended up like hedging all my first round uh with uh with Colin Murakawa because I hung a bad number on him when he was like fucking four under or three under. So yeah. you so that's a re- another reason why you're so I didn't know that you actually bet Murakawa live. Yeah, no, no, just for first round leader. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 okay. no, 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 just for first round leader. Nope, no, no, uh, just for first round leader to cover up all my other loser first round leader bets. Okay. Um, and then because of the wonky ass fucking weather delays and shit, didn't do anything. Uh, I know, uh, I, I don't know how to say his name without, uh, well, it, it, it sounds weird. The, the guy who asked us for, in Slack uh, for picks, who, who, he's, who he's been charming a lot lately. It's, it's, it's like, Jaws sick, but it's not Jaws sick. I don't know what it is. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to say that uh, on this without. Yeah, so, it, sorry to him. I gave him a couple losers. As yeah, well. and so did I. I, gave, I think I fucking went like one, uh, like, like a one for three, and I was like, fuck, I didn't. Even, I, like, I didn't even really want to go. Wow. Like, fuck it, let's go. Let me take a look. Pulled up, pulled up the uh, fantasy national. Took a look at some button stats, this and that. Ba 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 ba. Fucking boom. Fucking one for three. Uh, I did cash the playoff bet though. How about that? Um. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so the rest of the tournament, a couple other winners. I I, I bet can't late this morning plus one fifty. Oh, did shit. you? Yeah, that got that got me a little money back. And then I put a and I texted you this. Yeah, I was not paying attention. I, I so I was looking at the matchups and I saw Patrick Reed plus one fifteen to Justin Thomas on Saturday morning. And oh, Saturday. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had got done because you know, guys, I know I was very big on JT. You know, I mean, listen, like this was. No wind, soft conditions. Like this was prime JT weather. And Tita Green, he did exactly what I thought he was going to do the first two mm-hmm. days. He was great. Like I think he was like second in the field, Tita Green over the first two rounds. But like, man, that putter, and he knows it too. Yeah. Like just is an absolute clusterfuck right now. Yep. Absolutely. It's is. unbelievable. So on Thursday, Thursday, he was burning yeah. all the edges, all the edges. Well, there was also some three putts feet too. away. There were some. Uh, there were also some putts too that you just like not even close to the hole, mm-hmm. like from like five or six feet. Like that, he's broke. He is broken. I hate quitting on golfers that I like, but like that 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 putting thing right now, like that's now feeding into like his overall Everything attitude, yeah. and he got triggered. So I look at that Patrick Reed matchup, and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm just sick of your bullshit, JT. So I I pounded Patrick Reed on the money line. 
like plus 115. So I actually made a good chunk of change back with that too. So yes. my weekend wasn't all that bad. It just seemed a little worse than it was because there was just a couple things that just pissed me off and like just the ROM thing. And then like, you know, everybody's high-fiving their can't like fake tickets, whatever. It is what it is. But I mean, not, I, I think the biggest concern with JT right now is now you're going to go to a U.S. Open setup oh. where he's still a little squirrely off the tee. Yeah. And he's he's not as long as what you give him credit for. And but he's all but the most important thing though, now he's got a putt on Poa. Yeah. And now Lumpy, like he jumps left and right, like Right. And like and like what's the one thing with like like we know that Tory Pines is guys are gonna miss a lot of greens. Yep. And based on US open setups, you gotta hit like five to six foot putts like to save par. Right. What's JT really bad at doing lately? Hitting five those five to six, six butts. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm a, I'm weary to just give up on him. But man, like if that, if that's his kryptonite right now, and he's only has two weeks to fix that, like that's that's do no. We, do we know what putter Rom changed to? Rom changed to a different Odyssey. Okay, so so I was wondering about that. It was funny because I was in, uh, I was. Uh, like the wife uh, was doing something. The kids were down on Wednesday night. So I actually got to watch the Nagels thing live. And I, I, t- I put it in there. I was like, hey, Rom changed his putter. And somebody was like, I've never, I didn't see that. And somebody else, like, I didn't see it either. I was like, man, I swear he did. I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. And I was like, well, listen, I can't fucking find it. Like uh, maybe yeah, I just he, read it. Switched, but he did. He switched, okay. He switched to a different one. And actually, his he's actually been a little better lately with the putter. Like he's gained a quarter stroke oh. over his last 16 rounds. So, you yeah. know what? That was actually starting to crescendo. And then he gained like a billion in this tournament. And then he just got COVID. So he's gonna, he's gonna it, is, it is what it is. Like, you know, let's move on. I mean, I think the only thing, other thing I have is. So the Brooks Bryson feud reared its ugly head again, and he Bryson and Brooks was even there. So, no. so why don't you? Because I didn't really have like the sound on when I was watching a lot of golf this week. I was just kind of like seeing what you guys are saying yeah. and everything. Like, so, so why don't you describe like what happened? Like and like all people were doing was saying. Hey, Brooksy, go, Brooksy. And it wasn't in his backswing. They weren't cussing. They weren't fucking with him, like, during his play. It was when he was walking or coming up the tee box. And old sensey fucking Bryson uh, apparently is getting people thrown out. And then when the, the reporters ask him about that, they're like, well, the PGA handles that. You know, I don't, I don't really do that. You know, the security handles that. Well, you and your caddy were pointing him out. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, it's such a soft fucking mentality. Like... These millennials think that is heckling and fucking chirping. Did they go through grade school? Like, you you are a professional golfer. You can't handle somebody calling you by the wrong name. They weren't calling you a slur. They weren't cussing at you. They weren't doing anything in your backswing. And you can be a little bitch and fucking get people who pay good money to come watch your ass swing a golf club thrown out. Fuck you. Fuck fuck Bryson. Like, unbelievable. Like, I, like I, I cannot stress enough how much that pisses me the fuck off. Like, there are pe- like these people support you. Like, these are the people who come out and make your sport a thing. And you're going to be a fucking crybaby about it because they're calling you a wrong name. Because all of a sudden, it's a meme and everybody on earth is talking about your sport and you and Brooksy. How about you not be a cunt and fucking play right and fucking and, and, and laugh about it or whatever. Do something else instead of just whine like a little fucking bitch and get people thrown off the course who paid money to come watch you play golf. Fuck that. Fuck Bryson. Never on Bryson again. Fuck him. <laughs> all right. So your team, let's go Brooksy then. Yeah. All, all right. So here's where I come in on this. You guys obviously know I cannot stand 
stupid fans on the course that yell really stupid stuff. But I will appreciate when something is pretty cheeky and like actually right. kind of funny, like the, like the first stuff. That's actually pretty funny. That's a good troll. And you know what? That's pretty innocent as well. This isn't like the guys at Beth Page Black that when Francesco Molinari was in those backspin, they're screaming at him spaghetti. Right. Or when they're like, you know, there's the English golfer, like fish and chips, like immediately after a hit or like shrimp on the barbie, like stupid shit like right. that. That's like annoying. This is actually pretty cheeky. Here's the problem, though. So Brooks went on social media right afterwards right and basically said, hey, I'll give like what, like free McWillow Bolt. But why did like, he do it? But why did he do it? Because he got these people thrown off a fucking golf course. But here's where I'm concerned. This is now going to explode. Good. And I hope at, so. Fuck Bryson. Well, no, 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 you're missing my point. This is going to become the new mashed potato. This they're going to say this after everybody who swings and they're going to start doing like a different stuff. Like maybe like they're going to start yelling at Patrick Reed. Let's go speed or maybe they'll do the same thing like backwards. But this is going to get people. These stupid people who go to golf courses, they're going to ruin this thing. Like this actually really funny, like cool little thing that happened. It's going to go mainstream. It's going viral. Like the U.S. Well, actually, I'm not even sure how many fans are going to have the U.S. Open. But like this thing is going to go viral and everyone is going to start screaming it. And I guarantee you in about two weeks, you're going to turn on. You're going to hate it. Oh, listen, I already fuck it. I, 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 I'm already done with the Bryson Brooks thing. Like I thought it was great, like great memes. More eyes on the sport is good. Rivalries are good. And then this type of shit happens. You're right, because it is going to turn bad. It's going to be. Yeah. Well, all this, the, this is new Chewbacca mashed potatoes, everything. It's just going right. to be let's go Brooksy screaming after every shot. Doesn't but, matter if Brooks is even but you, in turn. But you, yeah, but you know what? I hope it ruins. Like I, I, like, I, the, I, like, I can't believe he had people thrown off the fucking golf course for that shit. That is – and then he tried to play fucking innocent. And, and Did you read that transcript? What a fucking joke. Joke. And you know what? He wears a goddamn scally cap. I should like him. He <laughs> <laughs> should. And, I should and I, I like and I didn't even I, I was fucking pretty goddamn neutral on Bryson like pretty neutral like he annoyed me here and there but this shit is like, so unforgivable so fucking so millennial golf soft softest fucking puppy shit like un fucking believable it makes me so mad it makes the sport look bad it makes it, it makes him look bad especially with that bullshit like press conference like the PGA will do the game and sweep it under the rug but like hot fucking garbage like no mm -hmm. now listen i i'm not going to be like you and that i can put my personal feelings aside if i think the golfer's <laughs> going to make money so yeah like there, anytime i see a golf course that has narrow fairways penal rough where guys are just missing fairways a whole lot yeah i'm going to want to bet bryce especially if they hang like a number on that i like but I let, let's make no bones about it. When Bryson fails, I love it. Yeah, we know. Buddy. I really do. <laughs> we know. It, nothing brings me much more joy, joy than just seeing like Bryson, like one arm, like swing, follow through, watch the ball, just sail like 40 miles right. And he just like, you know, walks hang dog down the fairway, argues with a rule official. And then, yeah, it takes like the, a seven hole. The fence came up again. And that's the thing, too. Like, shit, I, I did like whatever, man. I didn't hate. I didn't hate him literally until he kicked people off the golf course. Like that to me is just such a line. There's such a line to cross because you and they didn't even like if they said something fucked up, fine, kick him off the course. They said, hey, Brooksy, how fucking soft are you? How soft well, are you? I mean, he made it worse by doing that, too. I oh, mean, every, that, that's going to now carry with him the rest of, you know, his career, basically, because people don't forget. 
But yeah, if he like made a joke out of it, something they probably probably would subside after a while. It would be, yeah. probably be like a one week story, and then that's it. No, right. the like, fact like that he, he turned around and signed like like whatever like his beer cup. Hey, hey thanks for the support, Brooksy. Boom. Yeah, or maybe say, maybe All he would sign like "Let's Go Brooks" or something. Right, yeah, exactly. That you know, actually would put people on his side. How easy is that? How easy is that instead of throwing him off? How much easier is that? But he's a dude who God. got into a little argument on the putting green. Brooks kept him inside. I need to get bigger so I can beat him up. That's how insecure he is. And you know what's funny is like when he when he won at uh, Wingfoot, I like I liked his interview, man. Like I liked uh, like I was like maybe I'm a little tough on the guy. Like like when his parents came on the video screen and like how he thanked everybody without the sponsorship. The sponsorship was kind of weird, but other than that, I was like, all right, maybe I was a little tough on the guy. Like whatever, I'll give him a break. Nope. First instincts were right. Fuck that guy. Okay. All right, we done with the memorial. Is it actually hold on? I I have one more thing. Do you have anything to say to your former capo Siwoo Kim? Is he back? Yeah, he's back earning again. Okay. What about Keegan. what about the guy replacing Keegan? Is, is Keegan, he shaking Keegan, down the 7-Eleven? No, no, Keegan's a, Keegan's a bit of capo. It's actually funny. I've actually been trying. You know how bad I am with technology. I got something coming for you guys. Maybe by the end of the week. I think it's going to be pretty funny. I think you'll like it. Uh, but <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You'll see. The um, but, Ke- but Keegan Keegan has always been a capo, right? I mean, he like listen. You have multiple crews in a family, man. That's how it works. I know that. Okay. Yeah, so he's uh. He can't be shelved yet. Okay. Moon, moon off, moon off, talk me off that one. He's like, dude, he's hit his two first round leaders. He's hit me a bunch of other matchup bets and everything else. So he, he's not shelved yet. But I mean, I don't know. Should Seawood withdrew this week, so that saves me. So yeah, I guess uh I guess yeah, he he's he's back to making some money on the US Open, hopefully. All right, there you go. Yeah, no, he he played a lot better than I thought he was gonna Oh my god, that. dude. Yeah. Like unbelievable. Yeah. Like and, and anybody else you want to put on a bow? I mean, Bryson's at the bottom of the ocean right now. I mean, I feel like even though Cantley won, it wasn't even his fault the fact he won, like he's at the bottom of the ocean and everything. Sometimes uh, sometimes it's not your fault, Steve. Sometimes feels like we bury J- feels like we bury JT today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, as far as like, I'm, I'm kind of all there's bullshit. Yeah, I, I, you're right. Like, uh, we can't, man, maybe soft conditions and things like that. But we said we were worried about his pot, and that's what it was. I mean, and then now you're right, it's starting to bleed in every part of his game. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He, he, he was bad on the weekend. I actually saw Real data. Bad. So, data golf also lost this weekend, by the way. You get, they're, they're very transparent about their bets, and they put a big bet on. JT minus like I don't know 280 or something over Sung Kang, and JT couldn't even beat Sung Kang this week. Like Sung Kang, a guy I disparaged on Tuesday. You call me up for it, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, the guy's kind of a cheater, and he's a terrible golfer, and he couldn't even beat Sung Kang today. That's how kind of bad the weekend was for him. Like it seemed like on Friday after the putter just like he wasn't making anything. It seemed like he quit. <laughs> so oh, speaking of quit, who else quit? Bubba quit. Uh, oh, man. Fucking, there was like three golfers who quit. Bubba, I can't, remember, I can't even remember who I was mad at on Thursday for quitting. Yeah. And there were four guys who quit. It was so. Bubba? Who else? Well, Bubba didn't show up on Saturday. Right. Cam Champ didn't show up on Saturday. Right. Uh, JB Holmes quit. Oh, Kucher. He quit too. Kucher. That's right. Take yeah. your ball and go home, old man Kucher. Like. Four guys who just have just are really popular with everybody. There's, right, no, exactly. flaw, there's no flaws at all with it. <laughs> yeah, guys. for real. J.D. Yeah. Holmes. Yeah, just four, four, four favorites of the Golf Gambling Podcast right there. Yeah. Exactly. Although I've kind of, I've softened a little bit on Bubba. I, honestly, I have to. I've softened on Bubba. Listen, I've like, I, I know that kind of sucks he didn't show up for the last five holes, but. Well, what are you going to do? do we, what are you, like, yeah, like whatever. Like, I, I, I listen. Plus, I, plus 12. If he didn't want, if he wanted to go out to Tory, fine, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe fine. He didn't walk off the fucking course. That's the shit that pisses me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. These are guys like, all right, I got four holes left. I'm just going to 
go Tory and done. Like, no, Holmes walked off the course. Kucher yeah. walked off the course. Kucher walked off after like what seven holes? Seven, seven holes. That, that's pretty bad. Co- yeah, you know, but you know the playing partners of JB Holmes are probably happy he walked that's, off. That's what you said. You're 100 yeah. percent right. They yeah, so definitely. You know those are the, that, That's fine. If you want to quit, that's the only guy who was cool to quit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen. Before uh, before we jump into this week's action, listen. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now. At WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer for up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply so go get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today all right man i know it's a new course uh, all right what, I know. what what's it called i i cochina is that right <laughs> <laughs> i'm close right hungary whatever i was close hungary yeah. got samsonite you're way off samsonite yeah uh do you know what this tournament's called no the Palmetto Champ. The Palmetto. I did know that. Fuck. Yes, it's that. in South Carolina. South Carolina. Dude, it's like, uh, it's, is it in Beaufort? No. Was, was okay. it? Like, Beaufort's like, like right over the. Like, no, it's 30 minutes north of Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, Beaufort's like right over the border. Is that like north? I don't know South Carolina geography that much. Yeah. I know where Hilton Head is. I know where Myrtle Beach is. So, I know where so Beaufort is, is but I think it's between Savannah and Hilton Head. Okay, I don't know. It's it's in a place called Ridgeland, which basically has like two Shell gas stations and like a rundown diner. Sounds right. So there's Sounds literally there, like if you look at so I I, I post my article and like yeah, if you yeah. go to Google Earth and try looking for any sort of civilization around this golf course, it is literally in the middle of nowhere. Nice. There's like nothing around it. So all right, let's let's talk about the field first. There's not really a whole lot to discuss. Um, it's a week for the major. It is a new golf course. It is a golf course that is a little unusual that we'll talk about. Um, yeah. So guys really are not here. Like, I think the only guys who are really here are just the guys who typically play the one week for the major. So DJ. Brooks. Yep. So Brooks and DJ. DJ likes playing the one week for the major. Um, big slump right now. He hasn't. She only hasn't had a top 10 since February. Dude, he's been bad. He's been real bad. Bad. And like, Problems with him is his irons have been bad and the scrambling's been really bad. And his putting. Putting's been hit or miss. Like, off the tee's been fine, but, yeah, the irons are really bad right now. So, I don't know. Like, he's the type of guy that can turn around. But the problem with DJ this week is, like, he's going to be, like, 12 to 1 to win this tournament. he's He's going to be shorter than 12 to 1 in this field. All right. Well, he's going to be, like, 12 to 1 or something. He's going to be 11,000 in DraftKings. He's going to be paired up against all the best players in the field for matchups. Like, I don't know. Where's like the betting opportunity for J- DJ? Yeah. Like, this isn't like, all right, this is like DJ. He's like 20 to one, maybe just auto bet or something like that. Like, right. where's the value here? So I, I probably will not be using much DJ, but he's in this field. I'm more looking for signs of life heading to Tory because that is a golf course where he can do some damage if he is right. Um, I mean, Brooks Kapka again, loves to play terms for a major. Um, unlike the Byron Nelson a couple weeks ago for the PGA, he had just nothing under his belt. So that was yeah. just a knockoff rust week. I mean, he's a couple weeks removed from the PGA. Play well there. Yeah, I'm, well actually, there. I'm actually kind of expecting he might do well here. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he'll top five it. Yeah, like usually his MO is not the win. Right. But like probably if, if you're going to be like a Kepler over DJ like matchup, I'm probably taking that. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's for the betting show on Tuesday. We'll discuss it. And then uh, it seems like all your favorite English guys are here. 
Uh, I think they're on a net jet going out to Tory after this uh, tournament. Uh, you know, you got Matthew Fitzpatrick, you got Fleetwood, you got Hatton, Poulter. They're all here. I like uh, I, Poulter's actually kind of grown on me in his old age. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and some of these older guys are are getting older too. They grow on me a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, Paul Casey, I'm not even sure if he made the cut over in Germany. And that's that stupid 54-hole tournament. Did you hear about that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. It's real bad. <laughs> the, the Euro Tour is a mess right now. Yeah. They're playing like just weird tournaments. Like they played like five times in the Canary Islands. They played, yeah. they played the same golf course like two weeks in a row down there. Like what? It's just, that's, hey, that's no bueno over there. I mean, COVID really screwed them. Anyways, regardless, this is not a European tour show. It's a PJ tour show. <laughs> um, I mean, so we got Harris English in the field. We got Charlie Hoffman in the field. We got Sung JM in the field. And if I'm the, if I'm using Harris English, Charlie Hoffman, Sung JM as notables in the field, it's a bad field. Yeah, like I, like I told you pre-show, Gim and Siwoo are already out, and Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley, by the way, fucking chalk of the fucking week, fucking pays off. But uh, I mean, yeah. even Russell Knox made the cut in order to make those people happy too. I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine me who had both of those guys both make the cut, and then Keegan's the one who fucks most of my lineups? Very upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much shock upset. there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> the Keegan, the Keegan bubble burst, unfortunately. Yeah. But whatever. coming so, back, U.S. Open. He's going to qualify so on Monday. So let's talk about the golf course in the tournament. All right, let's go. So this was supposed to be the RBC Canadian Open. They were supposed to go to a place called St. George's Golf and Country Club yeah. outside Toronto. A, actually, a really nice place. Nice course, yeah. Yeah, I was really looking forward to playing it. Uh, or not playing it. I'm oh. watching it. Um, <laughs> You're close. I, I Technically, I am close. You're Unfortunately, close. I, I don't think the border is open, so. They actually just opened it up for uh, for the uh, playoff hockey, the Canadian uh, playoff hockey. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, I just saw literally like probably my last cigarette before we did the pod. I saw uh, something about the saying they're going to let teams go back and forth. I'm like, whoa, so now we're going to get we're going to let it happen. All right, let's go. Go Canada. Right, they think they actually go. have a shot at the cup then. All right. Well, hopefully this is back. This the, the Canadian Open is a pretty good tournament. I always enjoy yeah. watching it. Hopefully it's back next year. Like the fans who always go to are really good. But yeah. we're stuck with uh, the Palmetto Championship with Congaree. And uh, so this is a golf course that's 30 minutes north of Savannah, Georgia. It's in the heart of the low country, South Carolina. It's, uh, you know, 2014, Tom Fazio began construction on it. And so Tom Fazio is like one of the most renowned golf architects in the country. But can I it, can you name another golf course he's done? Man, the fact you're taking a long time is making nah, because point. I know I know. Uh, Here's the nah, thing, you don't. But I do. I can't name it off the top. You do. I hate when you put me on the spot. You know my memory shit anyway. The uh, yeah, I, I hear the name all the fucking time. I know I hear Fazio all the time. Well, well, that's the thing. So Fazio original designs, like they're good. Like they they appear a lot in like the top 100 golf digest, but like they're not like the cream of the crop. Where Fazio actually has a lot of influences. He puts oh Shadow thing- Creek, Shadow Creek. Okay, that's one, but they first they just hosted a, a tournament. Like like other than that, that though, I named one. I named one. Yeah, but like like it, like Fazio is more known for like putting his fingers into things. Like Fazio did work at Pinehurst. He did some renovations there. Fazio did renovations at Augusta National. Put his fingers into that. Fazio did renovations over my neck of the woods, Oak Hill, which now they're completely undoing because he kind of did kind of a bad job with it. But that's another conversation. So my point with Tom Fazio is, and this is kind of a criticism with him, is like some of his golfers, like they're really nice, they're well-maintained, but like you don't ever like 
look forward like, yeah, I'm playing a Tom Fazio or like, wow, that was like a ri- like that. That's really memorable. Like none of his golf courses are like memorable. And I think maybe that stuck out with him and they created Congaree. And I mean, I think it's this is kind of memorable golf course. This is different than kind of his other some of his other portfolio. So like, so in 2014, um, he broke ground here. It's basically an old plantation. Um, so it has like uh, the original farmhouse. It's got like another like schoolhouse there. Apparently, legend lots, has lots it. Of, I think lots of bad karma. Yeah, there's probably some bad things buried there too. But uh, I think legend has it. This was burned down during Sherman's march to the oh, south. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of history here. Um, but it, like, it's just like it's a really it was a really flat, swampy terrain. And Fozzie was not known as like a minimalist. So like, you know, Tom Doak or like Ben Crenshaw, Bill Core, like those guys like take the land as is. And they're like, all right, let's find these holes. What Fazio does is he has a he has a design in his head already. He's like, how can I make this land fit my my image? Right. And that's what he does. He basically spares no expense. He moves a bunch of earth like, all right. So if like this is a flat piece of property, but he wants like a steep inclined fairway that slopes left to right. If he wants a raised green, if he wants like, you know, a bunch of crazy bunkering like over here that like he's going to do it. And he did that for this too, much like he did Shadow Creek. Like those two golf courses are kind of compared when they talk about like the construction of it. Whereas like Shadow Creek was in the heart of Las Vegas. Like it just like nothing fits about the place and nothing really fits. Like, like the original property itself looks nothing like what, this golf course does, but the the difference is though he did a much better job with this property, making it at least look like like the golf courses around there, like making it look like a Carolina Low Country golf course. Like you like there's a lot of examples of like Pinehurst, like Mid Pines, Tobacco Road, like all those like Central Carolina sand belt golf courses. Like it it looks very similar to that. He did a much better job kind of concealing the fact that a lot of this shit is just fake. Like, even the trees are just, like, they were fully matured trees that he just planted there. Like, none of that's natural. Like, even, like, some of the waste areas he, like, built and constructed, too. So, but it just, it it actually, visually, it looks, it looks like it belongs in South Carolina. And, like, there's a lot of really good qualities about it. Like, he borrowed a lot of principles from Pinehurst. Like, that's a place where he did a lot of renovations. He borrowed a lot of, like, principles from, like, Australian sand belt golf like tournaments too. Like we have a couple fans here in Australia, and I think yeah. they're actually going to like and they're going to enjoy watching this. Like nice. like the bunkering itself, like it's very similar to Royal Melbourne. Like it's very sharp edge bunkers where you know balls just kind of roll into it. It's like well below the surface. There's a lot of waste areas, a lot of sandy areas too, and like and like it's very wide open. So yeah. if you're standing on the tee at Congaree. A lot of space to operate, like just pretty wide fairies. Like there might be a couple of overhanging branches from lot from oak trees, but it's a lot of room to operate. But the problem is like, like uh, there's a lot of undulations and hills to the fairways because he made it that way. It was a very flat piece of property, basically made very hilly and like you know, like he created a lot of ridges with it too, and a lot of like fairways slope down to these bunkers and waste areas, and there's no rough. So that's actually kind of the cool thing about it. it's just wall to wall 
fairway Bermuda all the way to the green. There's a lot of like tightly mown areas around the green, a lot of collection areas. Some of the greens have some pretty good like sloping to it too. And like some shelving, like, like when I look at this golf course and like think about like some of his other like designs, like this is actually a good like, one. Some, like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to look good. I think it's going to play well. Well, I, I well as is how they want to play it. They want to play firm and fast. Like they don't even overseed it in the winter. They just let it go dry Bermuda. Cause they just, they don't believe in doing that. Like they don't want to make it lush. They don't want to make, yeah, yeah. they don't want to make it what it's not. Right. So they really want to stay true to these like Australian, like Pinehurst type, like, or like Pine Valley. That's another like exclusive, like golf course is very similar. Like it's very similar terrain as this. Like those are the three golf courses that like you see, like in a, like a definitive comp to. So, um, so like overall, just like what, what is this? Like really wide fairways off to you. There's going to be a lot of fairways hit. Um, anything off the fairways, you're not totally dead because it's, you know, like kind of like what you saw at Pinehurst. There's like a lot of waste areas where you can either draw a really good lie or maybe behind a bush. Like maybe it's just a crappy lie. Um, we'll get a little bit to later, but like betting strategies, what you want to talk to when with that respect. But mm-hmm. I think it's a good golf course. And like, and in my blog too, um, I didn't go by hole by hole, but there's a, there's a column I found from this guy who went to Congaree and he gave a very detailed whole by whole description of everything. I it's long, it's but it's it, it's worth reading it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's very it's a little dense. It's definitely a little architecture heavy. But like, if you want to get like a much better description of like each hole, it's good. And like, there's a couple of things I don't love about this place. Like, there's two drivable par fours, and like it, like like where the layup zone is. Like, I don't see anybody this week, like laying up in them because there's no real penalty for them to just hit it over the hazard like they can clear everything so like those holes are kind of dumb the 18th is kind of dumb too it's like a long like like par four about like 350 yards straight and then it just juts 90 degrees to the right for like 70 yards like that's kind of stupid um but i mean just like the general principles of it like t to green undulated fairways uneven lies like uphill downhill shots like the greens are pretty interesting as the golf course is intended to play it can play pretty difficult and like uh, another interesting thing about this golf course too is at its maximum it's it can play as long as 7700 yards but there's no set tee boxes so technically anybody can go out there and tee it up wherever they want and just play it however they do it so i mean how how big was it like a just a thirty yard stretch? Because the tips sometimes are like usually like offset to the back, like on a completely different location than like, like the other three. Like boxes. if you look at the overhead, there are no set tee boxes. Like like there's a couple there, but like it's wall to wall fairway, so you can tee it up wherever you want, basically. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if they're going to set up at seventy seven hundred yards this week. Yeah, I kind of doubt it, but they could yeah. do a lot of interesting things with the yardages because it's just all fairway and you can kind of i'm interested in seeing how this plays out now how they want to set it up is a completely different topic that we'll get to in a little bit okay so what's funny is is you said it's in the middle of fucking nowhere and bro you are 100 percent right right because i was like buford's not right because i was like it's bluffton it's near bluffton and it is actually there's a sign on 95 it's kusawachi Right, there's like a Lake Kusawachi or some shit, and it's right outside of there. It's literally five miles off of 95, 
five miles off of I-95 is where this yeah. golf course is going to take place. Well, there's like nothing. There's nothing around it. Oh, bro, there is literally nothing there. Like, I mean, yeah. you go past Hilton Head and then you go to Ridley. Oh, my God. Like, I, yeah, this reminds Rachel me. It, yeah, yeah. Rachel's the official town. That's yeah, it. yeah, but, but Kusawachi's right there. Like, this reminds me of the place where me and Tommy went to go to that uh, Ryder Cup place. And that was in South Carolina. That was in South Carolina. It definitely wasn't that nice. Um, Ryder, Ryder Cup? Yeah, we did like a Ryder Cup style. Uh, oh, okay, golf right. trip. Yeah, you know about it. Whatever. Let's not yeah. bother the listeners. The, um, <laughs> the um, but holy shit! I like that's actually not that far. Mm-hmm. No, from you, it's not. It's it's near Sea Island. It's near yeah, Savannah. Yeah, yeah, it's past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's past Hilton Head. So I mean, I'm probably talking like an hour. I'm probably talking like a three hour drive. That seems like a lot. I'm yeah, you can go that. there if you want to. Now, which is kind of strange that like you go to this place that. Is in the middle of nowhere, like, and they've they've had like a couple of tournaments where like, like guys complain because like there's no amenities around it, there's nowhere to stay. But the reason why they're actually going to this place is, um, there's a big philanthropic like background to it. It's actually a pretty cool story. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. it's going to get beaten over the head this week. Beating over the head with charitable shit, not okay. the other bullshit. So basically, what they do is, they, and. I'll get to why I think this is kind of strange a little bit. Okay. Um, on the surface, it's great. So they basically, their, their mission is um, they take kids from all over the world who are really good golfers but don't have the financial means in order to, like, go to college or, like, come to the States. So they basically create this, like, golf, like, uh, academy where they give them education over here. I think they live on property, and they just, like, teach them golf. They help them go to college. Here's the only problem, though, and you look at some of these videos, and it's like, like there's no one around. It's like ten kids who are living there. They're like plucking kids from all over the world, and like these rich billionaires are just bringing kids in and just sounds, sounds like get out, bro. <laughs> kind of strange. <laughs> okay, yeah, a little, 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 little cult like. Like this isn't all like right. a formal like. All I don't know, right. I don't know. Right. but I mean, listen, I don't want crap on it. It's it's yeah, they yeah. do a lot of stuff for the area. Like they have a lot of golf academies, stuff like that. It just. I got a little bit of a strange vibe, like watching some of the videos of like this stuff. But okay. listen, they, they mean well. Um, unfortunately for Moonoff, uh, the McNair family, who owns the Houston Texans, they have <laughs> their fingerprints all over this place. Uh, Bob oh, McNair. That's bad. Was, that's, oh, that's definitely bad news. That's definitely cult like shit then. Yeah, Bob, Bob McNair was one of. There's only two uh, uh, members this, of the place. Then that's McNair. definitely get out because McNair was a racist piece of shit. Well, there you go. So, so this is 100% yeah. get out. Maybe we should go rescue some of these kids who they picked from Africa. <laughs> I mean, they look happy. Yeah, of course they do. Did you yeah. see the movie Get Out? I actually have not seen the movie. Oh, yet. my God, Steve. Okay. Listen, once again, we need to expand outside of, of right, golf. When we, do, when, we, when we do a movie podcast, I'll get caught up, okay? <sighs> Listen, I'm right. gonna, fuck it. I'm going I'm to start right. scheduling once, once every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> a movie I'll, podcast. All right, I'll do my homework with that then. All right. Regardless, there's not going to be many storylines about this tournament during the week. They're going to pound you over the head with this stuff, which is pretty cool. It's it's noteworthy. That's the only reason why it's here. This is a one-off. You're probably not going to see this on the PG Tour again for the reasons I'll get to later. Um, and you may see this for a Ryder Cup in the future. I don't know. Ryder Cup. Well, I mean, from what I've read with this place, it's good. They want to host a, a Walker Cup, which is like the Junior Ryder Cup. From what I hear, it's actually a good match play golf course. Now, I don't know if that's any true, but like it's the fact that it's like it's firm and fast, and I guess it has the Royal Melbourne vibes. 
Yeah. That was a very good match play golf course for the President's Cup. Maybe this can be the same. So I find it very hard to believe that there's going to be a Ryder Cup in Kusawachi, South well, that's, Carolina. Well, that's okay. the problem. And okay. like, I, and like, I think about it too. There's going to be a pecan stand. Uh, you're about to go, get some Georgia peaches stands, like Indian River fruit signs, and there's going to be a massage parlor. Uh, uh, don't abort your baby billboard. Uh, fucking Jesus, Jesus, uh, dude. I'm Jesus. telling you, this is what. Have you driven 95? It goes, I know, I know. It goes. Like, don't abort your baby. Truck stop strip club. Fucking <laughs> like, like, like. Listen, I'm not. I'm just telling you what it's like to drive up 95. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, it's and then and then there's like some random like John 316 sign where I'm like, I remember learning that in Catholic school. I don't remember what that is. I oh look, we, look. I, I, think, I think we, I think we offended a lot of people in the Bible Belt just then. Why? <laughs> All right, I'm cutting, I'm cutting you off. You're, you're, <laughs> done, you're done talking about I-95. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. All right, why don't we get the betting strategies? How about that? <laughs> Wait, first, before we do that, uh, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you can come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation for ongoing care for ED. All the comfort and privacy from your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete the online visit. Take care of your ED without even leaving your house. Complete the online visit today and connect with a doctor to take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get Started now and save $15 off your first month of treatment. All right. My humblest apologies to anyone listening to who goes to Liberty University, okay? My listen, no, 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 Obviously, we are obsessed with getting past strokes gain stuff. We're obsessed with getting comp courses. So the comp courses I've already described are Pinehurst, Pine Valley, and Royal Melbourne. Here's the problem with all that. Pinehurst hasn't seen a professional tournament since 2014. Royal Melbourne was match play, and it was the 2019 President's Cup. And Pine Valley is one of the most exclusive clubs on the planet, and it's secretive, and you just you don't get anything there. So I think if you want to see Pine Valley, I think there was some uh, World of Golf videos from like the 1960s. If you want to go watch that and how they play, pretty sure it's not going to help it this week. So um, so what are the things we can do in order to compare to like relevant PGA Tour stops? Well, I mean, one of the things that is floated around is that there's a big comparison to this place to Shadow Creek. And. Yeah, I mean, like even Fazio admits, like this is my Shadow Creek, like you know the East Coast version. But he, that's very misleading, and that, that's actually not a very good comp to use. So basically, they're only linked. Shadow Creek in this place is only linked based on the manner of how it was built. But the two golf courses could not be any different. Like Shadow Creek is narrow, it's lush, like it's it's basically it's a typical like Parklands like resort golf course. Whereas this place is more like. Wide open, firm and fast, like, you know, more sand belt, like, you know, it's Bermuda, it's different grass types. So 
I, I, if people want to go take like, oh, well, they, you know, Tom Fozzie is Shadow Creek. It's going to play like, you know, Congress is going to play in the same place. You're completely off the grid. Don't do that. Um, another challenge that we're going to have is, and this is why this is a one-off and we're probably never going to see on the PG Tour again, is this is a weird golf course. And what happens is when PG Tour goes to a new golf course that's weird, they tend to make it pretty easy. They tend to water it down. So I don't really know how it's going to play. I know how it's capable of playing. If it's 7,700 yards and firm and fast. Should be tough. Yeah, it's going to be like a ball striking contest. Like yeah. It's going to play like a Piner. It's going to play like an Aaron Hills, like stuff like that. But I worry that they're going to make this place Trinity Forest. Remember Trinity Forest, right? Yeah. That had a lot of similar things to what I described. It was an Australian sandbelt golf course with wide fairways, very little rough, like really significantly slow greens. Huge areas. Yeah, exactly. Like we're like the like you had to be on like the right side of the fairway, like well, not the right side, but the correct right, side in order right, to get right. the pins. And what they did was they watered down the greens. They put all the pins in the middle. Like it just it, it was not played as intended. It turned into a putting contest. And I'm a little worried they might do this congery. So I, I talked about this last week. I, I, I hate watching golf. Like I know. This. Well, I mean, and I think we have to remember, too, this is one week for the U.S. Open. They're going to get their ass kicked to Torrey Pines. Is the PG Tour going to actually be true to itself, true to the golf club, and actually set it up firm and fast and create oh. some p- tricky pin positions. I oh. mean, they did do it at, at the at Memorial Park at Houston Open one week before the Masters. So they did allow it, to, and that was a firm and yeah. fast wide golf soon, they, and that was only 11 under. Like, that was a tough you know, yeah. track. Yeah, all right. Okay. But, but also, th- th- that was a course that set itself up to play like that, too. It was almost like a practice round. Right. But I mean, but but well, not really. Memorial Park didn't really play like Augusta. That 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 you're thinking of old Houston Opens where they used to where they used to overseed. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't do it after this one. This is actually okay, not okay. a very good comp for that okay. one. But but they they did allow it to play actually firm and fast and tough. So maybe they'll do that this time. But I'm also worried the fact that like this is weird. This is different. Like I think they know a train for like there's a lot of similarities to Train Force. Like Train Force was in the middle of nowhere. It was in a old dump. For God's sake, like outside Dallas, like everyone hated it. It was hard to get to. It was hard to get fans there. This is the same thing. Like it's hard to get fans here. Like I guess everybody's gonna be staying in Savannah. Who's like gonna be go see it? Like yeah, it's it's, it's actually not a bad ride. Like you, it, it's Savannah. It's better than Hilton Head because Hilton Head looks like it's closer, but it's really not because you're gonna go over all these like one lane bridges and shit. Like Savannah is easy. Jump up ninety five. You're there in like twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Right. And this this place, I'm telling you right now, I, uh, the course we played has the weirdest looking fucking squirrels. You will ever see in your life, dude. It looks like a it looks like a raccoon and a squirrel uh, crossed. It's the weirdest shit you'll ever see. I pray to God they're on it, and so they can show them on TV. Like I'm telling you, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Like right. it, it, it's a weird crossbreed squirrel that creeped me out a little bit. Right now, I gotta apologize to the uh, Bible Belt squirrels that you just offended. Listen, Thank man, you. there's no apologies. All I did was describe what driving up 95 was. <laughs> anyways, like. anyways, so. <laughs> So I don't know how they're going to set it up. And this is something we're going to have to find out during the week. Like, are we going to get reports that, yeah, it's actually the greens that kind of softened up? Yeah, or the pin position is going to be, like, you know, pretty easy. Is it not going to play 7,700 yards? Are you only going to play, like, 7,200 yards? I don't know. But here's what I know right now. I know that these fairways are really wide and generous, and we're going to see a lot of fairways hit. That's pretty important. That means that there's actually a penalty if you don't hit the fairway. Like, like a lot of people think like, oh, if you make like narrow fairways and deep rough, yeah, it's a, it's makes it penal if you don't hit the fairway. No, it's only penal if everybody's doing it. You don't. So if everybody's hitting the fairway and I think like fairway hit percentage is going to be like 70 plus percent this week, it's Damn. pretty significant. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing is wide open. So, yeah, it, it's going to be very easy to hit the fairways. There's also some good contouring and hills to it. There's some good elevation changes. There's going to be a lot of uneven lies, like Tom Fazio moved a lot of earth. So there's four golf courses I know immediately that have pretty high rates of fairways hit, pretty wide open spaces, and there's a lot of undulation to it. So one's Augusta National, which Tom Fazio had a hand in, which I can I can see T degree and some principles to it. You know, it's pretty long, like you're getting some uneven lies, it's a lot of uphill shots. There's a lot of like, you know, tight lies along the green, some collection areas, pretty similar. Uh Kapalua, I can see the same thing. That always has a big, like, you know, fairways hit percentage, like tight lies around there. Um, Trinity Forest, which is actually a good comp if they want to turn this place into just a putting contest. That's a good comparison to use. That also was a golf course that like a lot of Australians really like Trinity Forest. This is an Aussie mold. So unfortunately, I don't think there's any Australians in this field, but I think you can basically take like guys who did well at Trinity Forest. You can translate it here. And actually, Nine Bridges over in Korea. That was also like a wide open track that was going up and down the mountains. There was a lot of uneven lies. So I think it like those are the four principal ones. And then there's golf courses just in general, like guys just hit a lot of fairways. And this is going to be useful because it's a really weak field. And a lot of guys who didn't play those four golf courses I mentioned up above, they play these a lot. So you got like Sea Island that always has a pretty high fairways hit percentage. Like you got tight Bermuda lies around the greens. Um, you know, TBC River Highlands, guys hit the fairway a lot. Pebble Beach, Corrales, TBC Deer Run. The Greenbrier, Detroit Golf Club, GCBC, All right, all right, all right. Lots of comp courses. Okay. So they're all in my article. You're going to make my brain hurt when I'm trying to put my model together. But like he said this and that and this and well, that. Don't, and I'm going to control don't have to, everything. You don't have to use all of them. Right. But my, my main point is, like, I think of that entire list, probably Sea Island for the RSM Classic is probably the one you want to go to. It's, like, the most the closest one. The like, closest that's one that's, like, like it's it's pretty wide fairways, but, like, right off the fairway, it's just a hazard. That's kind of mm. similar to this. So, like, you yeah. really have to hit the fairway. That's got, like, elevated greens with, like, some, with some, like, tight lies around it with some collection areas. That's similar to this. Um, but I think that list overall that I gave is useful just because... They're really weak fields usually. It's oh. it's tournaments where most guys in the field are hitting irons out of the fairway into greens. And if you're not, you're usually behind the eight ball. And just guys who tend to play well when it's pretty like when everybody's in the same playing field, like between like, you know, like like everyone's hitting from the short grass. Then right. it comes down to like who hits their irons the best and who puts the best. And those are basically how a lot of those tournaments go. Yeah. And then depending on how they do with this golf course, like like if they want to make it firm and fast, like that's going to make it more of like a ball striking contest with your irons. Like, you know, your scrambling is going to be important. But if they want to like soften up this golf course, they want to put pins in the middle. They want to just ease guys into the U.S. Open. This is probably going to be an opportunity for us. It's probably just going to be a putting contest and your strategy's kind of changed when that happens. So. Stay tuned. I'll try and collect some intel about how they're going to set up the golf course. I'm going to need probably you, Boston Capper, in order to kind of pick some things up on social media, okay. like about some chatter about, you know, well, you like can just get back on Twitter. Well, I'm not going to do that, especially with everybody, you know, touting their fake Cantley tickets. I'm not going to do that. So but uh, that's that's going to be your homework for me. I gave you all this blueprint. This is your thing. And then you report back, you know, on Tuesday with what I found out about the golf course, about how they're going to set it up and what you found out. And there were make some picks. I'm going to find out if uh, they get those squirrels I was talking about. That's All right. 
right. maybe that maybe we do a little maybe those those squirrels were imported for you know and they're really good at like collecting acorns and bro i'm telling they just I, don't I, have the means in order to like go to college no no it's definitely not that <laughs> well done well done thank you all right. <laughs> the, um, but I have a picture of it somewhere on my phone. I'm going to send it to you. It literally looks like a fucking raccoon. It's very strange. Okay. Okay. The, um, all right. So, all right well, that, that's all I got. All right. Well, listen, so, uh, before there, we wrap it up. There's a lot of things we don't know, so stay tuned. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, listen, uh, PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair? Then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out of teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future ugh, for $45 when the team was down 3-1 against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he flipped it for $600. Bucks. Uh, with the PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to a $500 uh, in bonus cash. So go to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And listen, last thing. Listen, guys, we have our own app. If you don't got it by now, the fuck are you doing? Okay? Uh, this isn't a regular sponsor, so I feel like I can cuss. Uh, go get the fucking app. Like, what are you doing? Like, we can... That's it. All you do is go click. You get the little alerts. It's a beautiful thing. Nice and streamlined. Uh, we're trying to figure out a way to get Steve's picks up with the rest of them because Tally site doesn't do golf because Tally site doesn't like making money, apparently. Like, let's get some golf on some Tally site. Let's put some pressure on them, Sean and Kramer. Let's go. Um, yeah, but listen, they, they do a run at $1,000 uh, finals uh, basketball Free roll, man. Free roll. You can go win $1,000 by randomly picking some NBA shit. Go download the app, and don't forget to give us a rating and review on it, too. Uh, we love this. Listen, we do this. And Christ, I mean, look how long these podcasts are. These are hours, hours and hours. Never mind all the research we do. We'd love to give it to you guys, so at least you can do is go give us five stars and a good fucking review. Right? All right. There we go. Uh, one thing I was going to mention on prop swap, like that is a gold mine for golf. Like you're sitting on like, for example, like 125 to one, like Cameron Smith ticket back to the PGA. How much would that have gone for when he was like 30 to one by the tournament? Well, you remember fucking, I, I was thinking about selling the speed masters ticket. That's true. You talked me out of it. Thanks. Steve. I know you should have done it. Thanks, Steve. You know what though? Sometimes it's about having that ticket just like for pride. No, it's not buddy. It's about money. <laughs> that's true. And that's why everybody's found out their fake Cantley tickets, even though they know that they shouldn't have got it. Exactly. It's all about the money at the end of the day. All right. Well, listen, you know where to find me. I'm on uh, on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. Uh, go find and read Steve's articles on uh, SGPN. And uh, you can find a link there for Slack. That's where, once again, we drop all knowledge and do our shit. Um, Bruins play tomorrow night, so let's go bees. Uh, we'll see uh, what type of uh, mood I'm in on uh, Tuesday night um, based on uh, how the Bruins are doing. <laughs> All right. Other than that, uh, listen, man, we're going to go get to work, and uh, we'll break them books this week, man. Small, small tournament doesn't mean small money. Later. Later.